This is the Reading Aloud Podcast. I'm Marisol Collette. And I'm Adam Collette. And you love us because we love you. We sure do. And let's get to today's conversation. <laughs> to- tomorrow night, I'm going to the Beyonce concert. Oh my God, that's amazing. It's, uh, you know, I've never known anyone <laughs> to like go to a big concert. Like, what do you consider you know, a big concert? Well, like some like megastar, like right. Madonna, Michael Jackson, Beyonce. Right now it's Taylor Swift and Taylor Beyonce. Taylor yeah. and Beyonce. Yeah. I mean, like, I've well, looked at tickets like that yeah. for us before. Tickets what about Bjork? Us, like, oh, ouch. Sore subject. Ouch. We had to cancel the whole trip yeah. to L.A. because it was just COVID central yeah, and, and we had a baby. LA was like, I heard it was out of this world oh my god stop that would have been the biggest and that was one of those ones that you had to work really hard to get still bjork's a little like you know well definitely not mainstream but huge right huge name big production huge name big production yeah the top of the top top of the top this is beyonce who do you think's bigger beyonce or taylor beyonce okay i'm watching my friends are going i see somebody is like beyonce Taylor, Beyonce, Taylor. And I'm like trying to check. I'm like, am I going to the biggest concert of the year or am I missing the biggest concert of the year? I think Taylor has a dedicated following. I think Beyonce is funny. More... I did not know that. And I mean, Taylor Swift's huge. And I have nothing. No, 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 no. But dedicated following. Like you're saying, you're saying it's a specific person, whereas Beyonce, it's like everybody. Beyonce is the queen. Taylor is a pop icon star. Absolute. No, no doubt about it. Has a huge following. But Beyonce's influence on culture and society and the impact that she has, I think, makes her, I guess I'm measuring it via impact. So, yeah. yeah. And she doesn't prove herself. But you know what? I Or she doesn't have to prove herself. <clears throat> I have been on my feed. So I don't know much about Taylor Swift. I like a lot of her music, but I don't know much about her. But I keep seeing on my feed, and this is what gets fed to me, and probably because I watch it, it keeps getting fed. But, you know, she was a misunderstood woman and consistently gets that very stereotypical commentary about being a woman. Like, who are you dating now? Why do you keep talking about dating people? Like, are you okay? Do you have self-reliance like all of that stuff and her answers are just like she's like shutting it down shutting it down and yeah. so I think the people I think the impact is actually pretty strong on women her story and this is my perspective but especially for white women of like she was a country music star and now she's a pop icon and she's kind of battled the the male gaze in, from the media and from the culture and society writers and all of that I mean that is incredibly empowering wait what's a culture and society writer is oh, it like, R-I-D-E-R or W-R-I-T-E-R W-R-I-T-E-R like I'm just trying to say like the media in general and I know the but that's who, a term I've never heard of you did you make it up I think it is an informed creation, though. Like, okay, yeah. Uh, Hold on. Last thing I want to say: I didn't know until about three days ago that Taylor's "quote unquote" eras tour was a selection of music from each era. Now I want to go. Yeah, because I know other stuff of hers. Right, right. Like I'm assuming it's all the hits from like her country days. Oh, I think I know the the hits. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. You know the hits. Imagine if Taylor and Beyonce did a like a tour show together. I just need you to know. No, I just need you to know. Would that not work? It would not work. People would would be madder in hell because it's a compare. It's an assumption that they are equal. 
Got it. And yeah, right, like, right. Uh, people and are going to be like, be weird. not, yeah. not. Yeah, not. And and the stage is not big enough for the both of them. Yeah, I think I'm feeling Beyonce is the biggest yeah. show of the year. Yeah, oh, 100%. The, yeah. When, I, I'm going to be on. <laughs> again, it's I'm talking impact here. Like and no I doubt. appreciate Beyonce's Beyonce is it still has that aura of the true superstar mm-hmm. where you don't really know a lot about You don't. You don't really know a lot about her, you know? Like they they keep their lives very private. Can I say something? Yes, I can. Uh, one of our dearest friends. I feel like she probably signed an NDA. Anyways, we might know a thing or two about Beyonce. We got a little insight. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Okay, so uh, changing (laughs) down to the real shit, which is the real shit. We're going on tour with our sadness. It's called the the eras tour. We're we're gonna we're gonna recap. You know, each era of our sadness. Yes, each era of sadness. Listen, the thing that I hear the most about people who are listening to our podcast is that they're so grateful for our approach. They're grateful for the honesty, really grateful for the honesty. They're like, nobody is talking about this in this way. And they appreciate the levity that we bring to difficult topics. So that's what we're going to do today as we do. Ready? That trust. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're gonna talk about trust. I I'm gonna kind of jump in though, into the middle, starting in the middle here. We were having a you know a pretty serious conversation while our kid yes, while is our kid pooping was pooping for 35 minutes in the yeah. woods. It, yeah, which is just like it's really parenthood <laughs> in in a bubble right there. I mean, it's it's we are having like a, a very serious conversation. There's emotions, there's some tears on both sides, there's, well, probably mainly on my side, but there's some tears, and like, meanwhile, we're like, breaking up this conversation to be like, yay, Neo, good poo-poo, good, I mean, like, every time he pooed a poo, he would jump up and go, ah, poo-poo, Neo (laughs) poo-poo, and then we'd have to go get it, because... Otherwise, he was stamping in it. But it's- then he just kept pooing, so then we- and he doesn't want us around when he poos. I mean, of course, nobody does. So we would, like, go away to the other side of... We were in the woods, and we were, like, other side of the trail, essentially. And we would continue starting up the conversation <laughs> again. So, anyway. There's no time other than no the time. podcast for, you know, single-track conversations. It's, yeah. oh, they're almost always broken up. And I do want to say what... The podcast is far from single-track conversations. Oh, right. That'd be my dream. I just want... Whatever. I just... No, not whatever. I care about you. <laughs> I just want... I just want to say that the other day, I have a, we have a friend whose baby is just a little bit younger than ours, and, I, and she also works with children, and I saw her say potty learning. And, you know, all of this change of language and the importance of it in regard to what it means that we're doing. And, you know, of course, we call it potty training and so do experts and all of that. But I thought it was interesting. I saw potty learning. You know, I get it, right? Training is like boot camp, training camp. Learning is just a a better word for it. So I don't know that I'm going to make the switch, but I appreciated that. I thought you should know it. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So So I'm going to start in the middle. You said at one point in the conversation, like, tell me I want to be humbled. Do you remember saying that? Mm -hmm. I want to be humbled. And you were saying that in reference to, you were saying that in relation to, you had a lot of anger, feelings, emotions towards me that have built up over things that we've covered in the podcast. And we covered it a a couple of podcasts ago. 
and we were continuing to have that conversation. You know, I was sharing something that was really vulnerable for me to share another perspective to look at the situation that it centered care for me. And it also called you out as too much of a word. It shone a spotlight on a way that I think maybe it was an improvement for you. Mm -hmm. And that was a very, very vulnerable thing for me. Anybody knows that like when you are in the wrong, yeah, I had lied to you there and, and there were kind of like multiple occasions over the past and I was just, my coping mechanisms were not good and I had really put you in a lose-lose situation. But in that moment, I was bringing up something where I was like, what about treating me like this, essentially? I had said to you, I feel like this particular situation is unlike anything we've ever experienced before in the sense that both up until this point, I feel like both you and I have had lots of growth and improving to do on our communication and our the way that we show up for each other in this relationship. And I named some specific things that we talk about here often. Up until this past month and a half, I had felt like anytime you needed my support, I was there to give it to you. And anytime I needed yours, you were there to give it to me because we had this compassion for the other person that we're not perfect, but also a real commitment to this relationship that it's like almost no matter what we were going to show up for each other. And this time it just felt different. I felt not only like lying is everything, right? Like trust is everything. Love and then trust is everything. It's all you've got because you don't have any way to know the truth unless you're told the truth. I just felt like it was too big of a thing. I was struggling to show up for you and have, I'm I'm here for you, babe. We can work through this together because it felt really left out of your life in those moments. It was how you were coping with times that you were extremely sad, stressed out. And then a couple of other times where you were like having a good time and you just, you know, it was just, I felt like I was excluded from a part of your life that was really important and what it means to you, the things that you were doing to cope, how that's been a part of your life this whole time. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a huge part of you that I do not know. I felt really left out and betrayed. And so what I said to you was, I just am having trouble contending with the fact that this is bigger than anything we've dealt with before. And maybe there will be a day where I mess up royally and you'll get to choose to support me or not. But it's like you're asking for support and I'm struggling to give it to you. But then you said to me, can I tell you something? It's really vulnerable. And you said to me, there was this time when you said something to me that lives in my mind and heart always. And it, it still to this day hurts. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it was big enough. It was big enough to humble me. And for me to say in that moment, I was like, yes. Not that it's a game of who can be the yeah, shittiest. Yeah, not it's a comparison, but it's like... I'm equally not as perfect. I've equally yeah. contributed to pain in this relationship at the same level. It's not a comparison thing. It is that humbling thing. And it's, I just appreciate you hearing it. And I think that instance, like I said, it was really vulnerable. And it, it's another example in uh, difficult conversations that I've been having in my world where I convinced myself for so long, you know, it's this conflict avoidant thing. And it, if you tell somebody truly how you're feeling or truly what's on your mind, you know, they're going to be upset. It's going to make things worse. 
And it's just been a string of instances over and over. I have done that now. It's been hard. It's not that it's been easy or it's worked out perfectly, but it has been clearly the better route Mm. and has been clearly the better path forward. Mm -hmm. And then I'm so grateful to you for the way that you responded. That shows true love and support in that moment where you know that somebody is saying something vulnerable to you. It might hurt. It might sting you. And this is for your relationship or your partner. Like it might hurt. And they might not say it exactly right. They might not say it exactly correct. But the better thing is to support them in that moment because you understand that they're trying to share with you something that's very meaningful. I feel like I was pretty open to hearing you. And I am very committed to supporting you as you share your true thoughts and feelings. And I know how hard that is for you. And sometimes you'll preface it with, this is very vulnerable for me to say, which is has helped me be like, okay, this is a moment where you get to choose how you're going to respond. And the best thing from my perspective, like for me, is to respond with open-heartedness and just allow him to say whatever is on his mind. I will say, you being right about what you said was part of what made it easier for me to hear and not push back because you were were right. And I was wanting something like that in a way. I I really want to move on and right size this relationship. I want to be able to support you because we're in it and we're staying in it. It was just causing me so much pain. And every time I was like, just be a support to him. I'd get this internal message of like, but you can't because you can't trust him. And that like, you can't support somebody and and cheer them on if you can't trust that they're going to do the right thing with that support. So I was glad to hear that. I, I was, I wanted to know that we were, that we're just both just bozos on the bus. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like that I'm not better than you or I've done better in this relationship things like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, if I look back at it, it's a way in which my avoidance of telling you how things have impacted me over a long period of time, and there isn't like a list of things that I keep in my pocket that I hold on to, but like even if you don't quote unquote hold on to them, it still builds up. By not expressing myself to you, I had cultivated a narrative of dishonesty just by not sharing my true feelings mm-hmm. with you. Does, you know, does mm-hmm. that make sense mm-hmm. to you? And so like me having something and like a behavior that I kept to myself, I think probably made more sense to me mm-hmm. because I was keeping my true feelings from you around ways that you hurt me or annoyed mm-hmm. me or whatever, you know. And so being able to share them and being able for those to be received, it helps heal that. And I think that I'm in a position to listen and hear that. If you had said that at another time, that that's that what I had sh- said to you was was that hurtful, I probably would have heard it and been really remorseful. But it was like it was really good timing. I needed to hear it now. So I just want to finalize this part of the conversation and say. I know that you operate best. And in fact, you believe that others do too. And you've done this really well for me. And it is proven science that it is better if you are supportive and provide positive reinforcement to people versus criticism and negative reinforcement. And that is so very true for you. I know that you need that in this time. And that's been the thing that's been hardest for me to give you, right? Because I've struggled to trust you. So If I do give positive reinforcement, how can we move forward knowing that this situation feels different to me still, but that that's what you need? Like, what do you want from me? Hmm. I mean, that's a hard question 
first thing that comes up for me just comes down to I believe that there can be positive reinforcement and encouragement for behavior change while still holding on to accountability. I don't think that the the two things are separate. And I'm not talking about like the compliment sandwich, you know. I'm talking about attunement and being attuned enough to the other person that you are supporting to truly listening to them to be able to recognize those things and recognize when they are doing a behavior and then making sure to make that effort. There's like attunement and effort. And at the same time, creating a a structure in which accountability can still very much be present. And if I feel like that's how I have approached other situations, definitely with lots of criticism, but I mean, in the times that I've tried really hard to offer positive reinforcement and support from that perspective, and still honesty around like, and this is still how I feel about this. How, again, is this going to be different? Because I did all that and you still couldn't be fully honest with me. So I have to somehow know that if I do that, this is going to support you in being honest. Like that accountability piece. Because that's so it's so personal to you. It's something I cannot know unless you tell me. Right. You could play a back and forth, you know. For a while. And this is a point where we have got to in this conversation. You can't be present for every moment in a person's life. They can't be checking in with you at every moment. So at a certain point, there has to be trust in there. There does have to be trust to fill that gap, at least some level of it. I mean, that's what I would say. You say, how do you fill that in? I mean, I think there's so go a back baseline to level. You. Yes, but I mean, I'm not an expert at this. So, you know, I'm I don't have a a specific formula. I don't have a like this. These are the step by step process in which how to make this work, which feels like kind of what you're asking of me right now. Like this is the exact way, you know, one tablespoon of baking soda, one tablespoon of this and like, boom, the perfect fluffy pancakes like that's not I don't know that recipe. I hear you that you feel you have shown up in a way of already doing the positive reinforcement while holding on to accountability. So you feel like that box has already been checked. No, I feel like that box was checked. And I guess I'm also... Then you're saying, yeah. No, 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 no. That I'm also feeling like... Don't think of this as out of left field because it does relate in my opinion, which is that both of us have made a ton of progress in our lives with who we are and how we show up and how we show up with our families and how we show up with each other and how, you know, now learning how to show up with Neo. And we've made all that progress. And, you know, I would think that making that progress would get you to the place where you could start to address what you're now addressing. I just I'm curious like were you headed in that direction I would think so yes headed in that direction headed in those ways in which change happens when you have when you're challenged you know and I've been challenged in this way but yes I think I was headed in that direction it's like if it's at the core of what needs to be healed in order for you to be your best self, then it just felt like all along that was just being reinforced versus, and then the rest was, it's like a, it almost like the rest was a little bit of a bandaid or a little bit of a, like that more of a surface level, even though it didn't feel all that change that we've both been through has not at all felt surface level to me, but that's what kind of was awoke, awakened in me. And, and so when we talk about the box being checked, it, this is a new level of having to have accountability and trust and positive reinforcement. 
I just want to know that it's that I'm supporting all the levels of you, even the stuff I don't really, really know about you, but like that you're really getting to the like you're really working on the core of who you are. You know, I I definitely understand what you're saying. And I often find myself in these conversations like wanting so bad, you know, to just have like, yes, definitive, you know, and I try to do that. But like, I don't know. A lot of these issues are at the core of like growth and change that is happening in my life. I also know like I will continue to be in that phase. Like there is no finish point. Certain things in my life in certain ways that I have been like quote unquote working on will always kind of come back around and they will always be like present. Like I'm never fully like healed from something. It's about the practice, not about the product. I hear that. I hear that. It does feel like we're saying slightly different things. And and I'm still left with the question of of how I can show up for you cuz I'm I feel, you know, um what's the word? Like trepidatious or you know, I feel hesitant yeah, because I mean, that makes sense. It's like I I feel like I just gave myself fully to this relationship and to walking you walked with me through health issues through postpartum depression I walked with you through questions about your career and passions and all of that and both of those being equally difficult for us and you know your experience through infertility and we walked together through the the very different experiences we were having there I just want to know that if I walk with you you're letting me in and you're and it's working one thing you said to me the other day when we were talking at this, and this was really helpful to me, you were like, at the end of the day, this is something I'm working on. And as a human, I w- would hope that you would show up for me to support me in it. And all of a sudden, I saw us, I've been thinking about this in regard to relationship to people and the dynamic and how this impacts the relationship. And of course, I've been feeling my own hurt, right? But all of a sudden, I was like, wow, outside of this relationship, outside of me and my experience, which I know that that sounds really obvious, but, you know, it felt very personal that you were hiding things from me. I was like, he is his own person doing his work on this and really needs support, not as even as a wife. You need support, period, that these have been things that have lived with you for longer than you've known me. And that really helped me. I was like, yeah, this is his life's work. This isn't about me. This isn't about this relationship even. This is about something that he has gotten to live with his whole life. And that really helped me take myself out of the equation, humbling again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for saying that and recognizing that. I think there's something for me that there is no going back on what happened. I am in a position now of building community, building support structures or tapping into my existing support structures, you know, handling everything else in my life and focusing everything that I have on moving forward, healing and showing up as my best self each and every day. That's my focus. I'm not going to be perfect in that, and I believe that I'm going to be more successful at that when I have a support network and people who I trust in that process and I can mm-hmm. rely on, mm-hmm. you know? Who have, who have been there for you. Those options have been there. What I'm finally finding words for is the thing that's driving you to make this level of effort, to put this level of effort in, is bottoming out and the relationship being so tested like never before 
it's like one of those things that we talk about, like I have to get really upset for you to really hear me. And that's not always the case anymore, but that that felt like it was, it was happening often enough. And so that's where I, that if I'm going to be positively reinforcing you, I don't want to have to say to myself, if I put him on the spot and give ultimatums, then he'll make the change because it makes me nervous about being, you know, the positive reinforcement as the tactic because of that, that I worry that it has to be the, the alternative. Like you said, really challenged. Yeah. It's interesting when, when you were talking there, something came up for me. Like, I think one of the reasons that I had brought that piece up around like support, you mentioned right there that you have to get really mad. You know, that's not necessarily the case anymore, but that's like a, an older narrative. Like it's played in for me to personally, I've, I battled. And I think one of the reasons I was bringing this up on the hike was I battled this narrative of when it's dealing with me, it's so much more difficult. When I'm centered in the whatever, we end up like disconnecting, like when it's about me. And, you know, we've we've talked about that. Like if I'm it's if it's my trip or if it's if it's something, an activity or something that centers me, you know, it doesn't go as well. This was like a time where like, oh, this healing is centered on me and it's just going to be more difficult this time around because it's centered on me and that's hard. Yeah, ouch. Um, that hurts to hear, but yeah. I mean, it's if it's true, it's true, you know? I hear you. But that's not always true. I'm just saying, like, that's also a narrative that I have checked myself on and had to just navigate internally in my own head. Like, what, what part of this is true? What part of this is, like, am I just giving blame towards you for how things are going mm-hmm. and trying to deflect blame from me? Mm-hmm. Um same thing. I mean, it just came up for me as when you were saying there, you feel like you you have to get screaming mad at me for me to change or for a behavior to change. That has That's not always the case, but that's still kind of like what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And so it's balancing that like that. And that's what I was talking about before that attunement related with what does the other person need and when are they doing that action and being able to like reinforce that while still having the accountability built in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I hear that. I totally hear that. I'm definitely battling like not. Yeah. Just trying to drop it basically. <sighs> but you know, when you came home from Germany and you were like, do to do. And I was like, but by the next day I got to be honest with you and you were like, Oh, she's serious. You know, it was like, yeah, this is serious. But up until then, it was it felt like you were be bopping around, being like, "I'm back, and we're gonna do all this." And this, I know that we have a lot to talk about, but I just don't know that I believe that it would have like really changed. I mean, I I hear that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What I shared there was not. I was, I'm just, uh, you know, about like the, the growth being centered. That's kind of, that's after the fact. That's not to replace or to supplement or, you know, anything about the situations that we went through. Mm-hmm. That was a feeling that I had, mm-hmm. a thought that I had mm-hmm. that I want, you know, I wanted to share with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that it's true, even in mm-hmm. this instance. Mm-hmm. It's just like, as you said, and, and maybe what you said is, is true, like, you do have to get really mad at me. I'm just saying like that came up for me and mm-hmm. I had had that thought and I wanted to share it, you mm-hmm. know. 
No, no, no. I And I know that that's true. Uh, that has been true before. I know that it has. I, I, I'm well aware of it. Well aware of it. Not just because you told me. I feel it. I know it. It is. It has been true. And sometimes I can't help it. And oftentimes I think about it. Most of the time I think about it. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying. I mean, actively trying and I can't do better than I'm doing. So, okay. Well, saddest podcast in the world. <laughs> Still going strong. I love you. I'm, I just like, I have been trying to lean into gratitude lately, just kind of doubling down on that and going through these waves and cycles of sadness and remorse and anxiety, and then really trying to incorporate gratitude into it. I'm on my own healing journey, and it's different than your journey. It's different than anybody else's journey out there. And with that, my healing journey doesn't make sense to you or to or to anybody else. Like it, it can only really make sense to the person that's going through it. And I have just been so grateful for how you have supported me in that, for how you have allowed me. And believe me, this is incredibly difficult for you. I recognize that. It's not easy. It is heroic to be able to show up and support me while I'm going on a healing journey that makes absolute no sense to you. Well, it makes some sense. Well, but yeah. Yeah. I yeah know, I'm but saying, that I couldn't possibly understand. Yeah. Fully. That you couldn't understand fully. And you have just, you know, you have shown up. And I've been so, so grateful for that. And it has given me so much just confidence to make the changes that I have to make. Mm-hmm. And I am really grateful for the diligence and consistency and dedication to working through this for yourself. And I'm working on trusting that that's going to stick and you're going to keep with it and that it's going to allow us to be honest, including how you're feeling at any given time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah I appreciate that. Love you. Love you too. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.